As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see. Welcome to Home Group. This is Wednesday night, and we've been waiting for you. But you know what? I've been watching the news this week. Does it feel to you like the world has lost its mind? Ay, ay, ay. The bizarre stuff we're seeing on television. What are people thinking? I think the problem is they're not thinking. It's like we have entered the age of barbarism and incivility. But you know what it really is? It's what I've been teaching you recently in home group. The Bible says at the end of the age, the world will become a lawless place. And honestly, the mystery of iniquity is galloping forward as fast as it can. And lawlessness is being released because not too far from now, a man of lawlessness will appear on the world scene. It is so bizarre what we're seeing. But my friends, this is really an evidence we're living in the last days. You know, people said, is coronavirus a sign of the last days? Well, maybe it's one of many, but the bizarre stuff we're seeing right now in society, that is a sign of the last days. We're living in an age of total deception. I don't know if you have my book called How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. Wow, guys, was that book properly named? Absolutely. When I watch the news, I think the world has just lost its marbles. That's, that's a good way to say it. The world just seems like it's lost its marbles. They've lost their minds. And I watch the news and what's happening in society. It's just total chaos. Amen. Anyway, get your copy. Denise, we're so glad you're here. And not only are you beautiful, but you're wearing again that beautiful Roman relic. You're, that, that necklace that Denise is wearing, is that right there is 2,000 years old. That is Roman glass. And we bought that in Israel in what's called Jaffa, but the biblical name was Joppa. And that's where the Gentile Pentecost took place, not too far from the store where we bought that Roman relic. But Denise, Peter could have been mm. drinking water mm. from a glass <laughs> that that came from. Now that is really creative. <laughs> but I want to say Denise is not a relic. Denise is beautiful, of course. <laughs> And honey, I just appreciate everything you share on Home Group. You always say something so good. Thank you. Well, thank you, Rick. And I want to welcome you, Home Group. And, you know, the Bible says that men's hearts fail them for fear. Yes. And that's what I see. I see people are afraid and they're making wrong decisions over and over and over and over again. And it's like snowballing and we're just, we're seeing it unfold and, and they're being moved and dictated by a terrible tyrant called fear mm. and, and doing crazy things, absolutely crazy things. So it's, it's, but it's our time to shine and we were made for this time. And also it means Jesus is coming back. But you know what's happening in the nation is happening because somebody left a door open. The devil is doing what he's doing because a door was open, a window was open, there was a crack. And that shows what happens when you don't build a defense to keep the devil out. And that's what we're talking about in our home group this week. And we want you to download for free the study guide, how to keep the devil out of your life. It's really how to build a barricade so the devil doesn't get in and make a mess of things. And it comes with a great study guide. You can get these on the website. And we're also offering you my 
little book called Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy. And if you don't have Dress to Kill, you should order Dress to Kill. And if you have a prayer request, please write to us, prayer at renner.org, or you can call us 1-800-742-5593. But Father, we thank you for tonight. Amen. Thank you for our home group. Lord, we love our home group. Be with every friend at home tonight, wherever they are. Help us tonight to be interactive and just to really share what we have from our hearts in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Amen. Hey, let's go back to our verse, 1 Peter chapter 5. And I want us to read verse 8. And it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Then verse 9 says, are you ready? Whom resist steadfast in the faith. I want to review again the words resist and the word steadfast. We've already seen that that word resist is the Greek word anthistomy, and it means to stand against, to stand in opposition to, but really, militarily, it was used to describe a pre-planned resistance to strategically oppose. It was an orderly and planned resistance in advance of an attack. And we told you about Moscow before the Nazis came in World War II. Moscow was so serious about defending the city that they built trenches around the city. If you put the trenches all lined up one against another, they would have reached around the planet. That is a lot of trenches. They were lined with wood. They were fortified. And the people of Moscow went into those trenches before the Nazis ever got to the city. The city was totally surrounded by these trenches so that the Nazis could never get in. The Moscovites didn't just wait till the Nazis showed up and say, what do we do? They made sure they would never get in. And General MacArthur said it was the greatest defense of any city in the history of the world. Isn't that amazing? That was on a U.S. military video made right after World War II where it was called the world's greatest defense of a city, Moscow. Isn't that amazing? Just amazing. But took a lot of work into building that preparation. And then Peter goes on to say, he doesn't just say resist, which means in advance, before the enemy attacks, do everything you can to make sure he never gets in. He says resist steadfast. And we saw the word steadfast is the word stereos, which means to bolster or to reinforce. Peter is really saying do everything you have to do to make sure the devil never gets in and reinforce yourself. And I would translate the verse like this. You must strategically oppose him, resisting his potential assaults by putting up a pre-planned resistance. You must do all you can to bolster and reinforce yourself in faith. And yesterday we started talking about some things you could do to reinforce yourself. And we really spent a lot of time talking about praying every morning how it just reinforces you so the devil can't get in your day. But today we're going to take it to the next step. And today I want us to begin by talking about every day, taking time to feed yourself on other sources. Now I've covered this in an earlier home group called Seven Things to Do Every Day to Keep Yourself Strong, but tonight we're going to take it to another level. But in 2 Timothy 4 verse 13, Paul was in prison Soon he was going to see Jesus and he would know everything, but he wasn't in heaven yet. So he had some time to deal with his mind and to reinforce his faith. And he wrote and he said, when you come, bring with you the books, but especially the parchments. Paul had time to read. And rather than just sit there and twiddle his fingers and say, well, you know, 
One day I'm going to be in heaven pretty quick. Really no reason to use my brain anymore. I can just sit here and vegetate because soon they're going to take my head off. I'm going to be in heaven. Then I'll know everything. No, no, no. He had time. So he said, I need to deal with myself. Think about what he was facing. They were going to decapitate him. Isn't that amazing? And today, when you go to the city of Rome, you can go to the place where they decapitated the Apostle Paul. Three fountains? It's called Three Fontaines, Three mm -hmm. Fountains. It's very abandoned. Hardly anybody goes there. It's an old Catholic church that has weeds and trees growing on the roof. I mean, it's nearly abandoned. But in front of it really is the old Roman road that Paul was wa walked on to his execution. And you know what history says? It says when they brought him to be decapitated, that in front of him was the column because they, Romans decapitated people on the top of a half column. And they said that when they let Paul's arms loose from the chains rather than run away, history says they, he ran to the column and hugged it because he knew when they took his head off, he was going to finally meet the Lord. And wow. he laid his head willingly. I didn't know He that. embraced it. Yeah. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. He was so ready. Well, you know what? And that's he was feeding his spirit on other sources. Mm -hmm. He was reinforcing himself. So that was not a fearful moment. Fear couldn't get in because he was so reinforced. But how do you feed yourself on other sources? Okay, here's the four of us. And you're here with us in home group. So let's talk about what we do to feed ourselves and to reinforce our faith. And let's start with Joel. Joel, what do you do? Well, I discovered audiobooks maybe five or six years ago, maybe a little more actually. And I spent a lot of time in the car. Back then, I spent even more time in the car. And I really learned that audiobooks is a great way to read. Now, you say that's not reading, that's listening. Who cares? It's a book someone else wrote, and you can consume it. Reading with your eyes or with your ears, it's the same thing. To me, it is at least. And I've really just embraced audiobooks because they just fed my, my soul. And I really believe that what you put in, your, in yourself is what's going to come out. I think it's what's wrong with society right now. Culture has just been pumping society with the wrong things, and we're seeing the results of it. Well, it's the same with your mind. I believe that if you put right thoughts in your mind, good authors, Scripture, the Holy Bible, of course, but other authors into your mind, people that you can really trust, I believe that will come out in your life. And you'll be able to affect many, many more people. That's how I implement this rule. But Joel, you like to say something about drinking from a fountain or oh, yeah. drinking from a water hose. They say that there's a phrase, I need to remember it, but it says basically, drink out of a fire hose. So you might not consume all the water, but at least you'll always be wet. So even if you don't get all the information that this book is giving you, to keep on reading and reading and reading and reading, and it will into your life. You might not get all the author was trying to tell you, but drink out of a fire hose and you'll always be wet. You know, in the study guide, which is free, we want you to download it. You can go to renner.org to download it right now. I say growing people are reading people. Stagnant people are not normally reading people. Reading is essential to grow. And reading good Bible-based books will feed your spirit. As fertilizer is to a garden, so is reading to your mind and to your spirit. And Joel, I have to honestly say that when I look at you, you're a great demonstration of this. Thank you. I was reading a book this morning, Evgeny Anigin. And I have to tell you, Alexander Pushkin wrote that book. 
That book is not easy to read, listen to. And I don't care. It's still good for me. Even if I don't understand the whole logic of the book, it's a book of poems and a story. And it doesn't matter. I'm still learning, learning Russian culture, learning Russian language, learning Russian poems. That's just one example of a book. That's what I was reading today. Mm. Last month I was reading Don Colbert's book, Seven Pillars of Health. That's a wonderful book. Yeah, I think it's really good when you have a variety. Every year I try to read about business, about marriage, about family, and a Russian book. And, and that just reinforces you, just exactly what Peter was talking about. Paul, what do you do to feed yourself? I'm very intentional about how I spend my time on all of my devices. Now, all of these devices, I've got my iPad here, i got my phone here, I've got a computer, all of these devices and everyone that's creating content for us to consume through these devices want us to get stuck on their material. Have that's you ever, true. Have you ever heard of that, a sticky, sticky effect? No, I have not, but that's the truth. Instagram is sticky. Like once you start watching Instagram, it's like, and then 30 minutes go by. So one thing that I do is I'm very intentional about the things I don't do. I'm very intentional about setting up borders so that I don't get stuck on things that I shouldn't be stuck on. And how do I do that? First of all, uh, for the longest time, I didn't have any social media on my phone. I don't do any social media on my iPad. I don't do any social media on my computer. I'm very limited. I've limited myself to where and when I can consume social media because I know my weaknesses. That's important. Next, I'm very intentional about what I subscribe to on my emails and on YouTube. And by being intentional about what I subscribe to and what I don't subscribe to, I'm setting in place uh, the algorithms that other people have invented to feed myself with the right information. I'm using other people's work to feed myself with something that will actually be profitable for me. So it's about what you don't do, and it's about what you do do at the same time. Also, there's besides the subscribe button, if you have not subscribed to Ritter.org uh, or Renner on YouTube, or if you're not friends with us on Wait a minute, are you telling people to be sticky with our site? Oh, well, you know what? We're not going to abuse it. But yes, this is a great place to be stuck. Teaching you can trust. That's <laughs> what we pray for. Amen. That is what we pray for. <clears throat> I also intentionally go to YouTube and, you know, it, it's trying to give me all these videos that I'm really not interested in. I intentionally go to the additional menu bar and say, not interested. The videos that I don't want to show up, I intentionally say not interested, not interested, not interested, so that it doesn't keep recommending me things that I never want to see again. So in, I'm, I'm intentional in doing two things. I'm intentional in knowing myself and setting up boundaries, and then I'm intentional about subscribing to things that I actually think will be beneficial to me. Okay, but how does that reinforce you, Paul, as a person? As a person, it reinforces me because I'm continually feeding myself. Now, I'm not just talking about YouTube or emails, also reading books and especially the Bible, but we talked more about reading the Bible in our previous program. It helps me guide how I'm going to grow. Because if what you're going to grow, what you feed. So if, if you feed yourself, on a certain type of entertainment, that's where your knowledge is going to grow. You're that's going true. to become a specialist about 
that certain type of uh, media or that certain type of book. So if you want to grow somewhere or be better at something, or if you want the Lord to be able to use you better in a certain area, or if you want to become the best in your field, that's what you need to feed. And all of a sudden you'll have more knowledge. All of a sudden you'll have more But how experience. does that reinforce you? It, that's what it does. That's how it reinforces me. It makes you stronger as a person. Yes, it makes me stronger as a person. It makes me see things clearer. It helps me make decisions quicker. That's good. It helps me filter out things that I don't really think. For instance, my father was just saying that he was watching on the news. I never watch the news. Okay, I don't think that's smart, but I know that that's, that's a conviction. And a lot of people today are so tired of the news because it's negative. Yeah, I only get news from these people. And the radio. I like listening to the radio. Joel reads books when he drives. I listen to the radio when I drive because that's the only opportunity for me to get news. I do not watch the news. Well, that might be a good way to close the door to fear. Joel, what were you going to say? I was thinking about what Paul was saying, and I was thinking about other books, and I really enjoy autobiographies. I read Booker T. Washington's autobiography this year. Oh, my goodness. I never knew that much about that gentleman in my life. And, and I realized when I was reading his books, you can be friends with people you'll never meet. You, ah. can, you can consume their material so much that you'll be a part of their life. That's awesome. Or their life will be a part of yours. And it will really pull you up. You really, really will. All right, let's ask Mom. Denise, what do you do to reinforce yourself? Well, <clears throat> lately, <clears throat> I've been listening to different preachers on YouTube, uh, and just taking that time, like when I'm getting ready to listen to another preacher, and <clears throat> it really reinforces me. I, I really take from their life, their ministry, um, the kind of person they are, the way they lead. I, I just it, it, it just uh, feeds me, and it encourages me. Well, I... Do a lot on YouTube as well. Of course, we're talking a lot about YouTube tonight. By the way, we have a great YouTube channel. But on Sundays, particularly when we come home from church, because you usually are at the church, I come home and I get online and I listen to George Pearson, who I think is one of the best pastors on the planet. I listen to Terry Pearson, who I think is an amazing Bible teacher. And I have a list of other people that I listen to who really feed me. A lot of people don't feed me. I mean, it's... It has to really feed me. And so I look for those who feed me. And you know what? You can't be everybody's cup of tea. You need to find the ones that feed you. And when you find those who feed you, you need to really plug into them. And by the way, it'd be great for you to write them and say thank you. They need to hear if they're being a blessing to you. And I also read a lot of books. And you know who else feeds me, to be honest, when I write my books? Mm-hmm. When I write my books... It really feeds me because I have to dig so deep into the Bible. And friends, I'm going to tell you, nothing will strengthen you like the Bible. When you dig into the Bible and really begin to think about those scriptures, and you don't just read the Bible, the Bible begins to read you. It is amazing what the Bible does for you. But there are things you can do to reinforce yourself. And when you're strong, it's harder for the devil to take you down. Yes. One thing that is very helpful for me is one-on-one meetings. When I meet with someone that really encourages me, that does a lot for me. And so sometimes, even though I don't think I have the time for it, 
or I think I could be doing something else that's more important. Sometimes I, <laughs> this happened to me recently. I went to, uh, so the, uh, what's it called? The uh, lockdown. The lockdown in Moscow is releasing slowly. Uh, we're still not allowed to have church like we'd like to have church. All of our services are still online. Uh, and I had the option of going to a meeting with other pastors in Moscow, either live or online. And previously I had visited these meetings online. online. Uh, but since the lockdown is slowly releasing, I felt like it's okay. It's safe to go. Uh, and so I went to the meeting instead of visiting online. I actually went to the meeting itself and it was so encouraging for me to be around other pastors that experience similar things that I'm experiencing. And even though, uh, I didn't get to say a lot, even though I didn't have a huge input in the meeting, I went there for the encouragement of the meeting. That's great. And by being around other people, I mean, and I know that's one of our points is being around Actually, people that's that strengthen you. that's what we're going to talk about you. tomorrow night. Yeah, be around people that strengthen you. And it's okay if you don't always agree with each other. For instance, I was at another meeting that I was invited to, and everybody else at this meeting was like, wow, what a great meeting. And then when they asked me what I thought of the meeting, I thought, it's okay. I didn't get very much out of it. Uh you know, it's it's okay to disagree, but I was intentionally doing something to feed myself. It didn't work, but I was trying. I was I was reaching out and trying new things. And you went away with something that you took from others, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what were you going to say? In last home group, we talked about knowing yourself, knowing your weaknesses. Yeah. And when you said that you have to know who speaks to you, mm -hmm. it reminded me of books I do not want to read. I almost never read any fictional books because they don't feed me. They just, they, they just don't. Unless so I can't read them either. Fiction is like totally non-interesting to me. I have to read something that has substance that I'm going to be able to apply to my life or teach to others. But hey, we have to move to the next point. Okay, the next point is every day, spend some amount of time in. Quietness. Quietness. My favorite. And my scripture for that is Proverbs 27, 19 that says, as in water, face answers to face, so the heart of man to man. And the Bible really teaches the principle that it's very healthy to get so quiet that you get in touch with yourself. I have learned that when people just robotically move through life and they never stop and never take a pause, they become spiritually dull. And when you become spiritually dull, you begin to lose your sense of discernment. That's when you begin to make bad decisions. You begin to be affected by your emotions if you feel any emotions. And usually you're affected by your emotions whether you even are aware of it or not. But when you become dull, it really throws open the door for you to be attacked. And I learned that because years ago, <laughs> I became robotic and I came under attack. And I had to learn that it was important every day to spend some amount of time in quietness. That really helps clear your mind. And when your mind is cleared, guess what? You're going to think better. You're going to think better. And when you're thinking better, you have reinforced yourself so that you're harder to attack. So every day, actually all of us are very intentional about getting quiet if it's just for one minute. You might say, well, I don't have anywhere to be quiet. Yes, you do. Just go into the bathroom. Everybody has a toilet. Just go in the bathroom and lock the door. Nobody has to know what you're doing in there. Just say you're dealing with your business. <laughs> and just be quiet. 
Be quiet in the shower. Be quiet when you drive the car. If you have to get up early, but find some amount of time where you can be quiet. You know, most people can't deal with quiet. They listen to the radio. When they're home, they listen to the car. Many people sleep at night with the TV on all night because they're, they don't know how to function in quiet. They just fill their space with noise. It's bad. It's unhealthy. You need quiet. If it's just one minute, it is amazing what happens when you get quiet. In fact, Psalm 46 verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. And there really is a strong indication that there's a certain part of God that you'll never know until you're quiet. Mm -hmm. And when you're in quiet, God will invade your world and He will speak to you. Now, you might be afraid to be quiet. A lot of people really are afraid of that. We know somebody who is never quiet. The TV is constantly going in their home all the time. They sleep with it all night long. And when it's quiet, they're looking for something to fill their space. Because often when you're quiet, you also become confronted with yourself. That's what that verse in Proverbs says. As the face answers to face in water, so is the heart of man to man. When you get quiet, you are confronted with yourself. Mm. But when you get confronted with yourself, you begin to think better. You become aware of weaknesses in your life that you need to fix. Quiet is very, very important, Denise. Well, if you can't get quiet, I don't know how you can hear God. I don't know how you can hear Him. And and He speaks with a still, small voice. That's he, so good, Denise. He doesn't yell and scream. I mean, the Bible says that. He doesn't talk in the wind. He doesn't move with the, with the thunder. He speaks with a still, small voice. And we need to give Him that respect to say, I'm going to be quiet, and I'm just going to listen for God. And, and get your pen out and your paper out and be ready to write down something that he says. And if you don't hear him the first few days, don't be discouraged. Just, just sit there and wait and honor him because eventually you're going to hear him. Because he says, if you draw near to me, I'm going to draw near with to you. And he doesn't draw near with mindless information. He draws near with power deliverance, and answers. But you know what, Denise? It's not all about hearing from God. Even doctors will tell you that when you get quiet, it's good for your, it's good for your mind. It's good for your emotions. We just need that. We need a reprieve from noise. Well, that's true. <clears throat> but, we, but he knows everything. So if we got questions, he's the one that knows the answer. You know, just this past week, I was sitting on the veranda at our house, and I was looking at the trees. We planted these trees in front of our house. They were just little tiny things. Now they're huge. And I just sat there in the quiet looking at those trees. And I was thinking, you know, those trees, they're, they're not affected by the riots on the street in America. They never know a thing about whether the stock market is going up and down. They're totally oblivious to coronavirus. But they just stand there and silently grow. You know, in that moment of just looking at those trees, just a moment of silence, it just really helped me put things in perspective. Life goes on. Things move on. A moment of silence. Mm -hmm. It just reinforced me that life is okay. Everything's going to be okay. It's going to be okay with you too, but we're out of time. Amen.
Please be sure to download the study guide at renner.org. And if you need prayer, write to us, prayer at renner.org, or call us 1-800-742-5593. We'll pray with you. We really will. And we'll be back tomorrow night. We're going to pick up right here. Bless you and sleep well. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.